What's up? Hope you guys are having a great day today and welcome back for another episode of the Matthew Spazee program where we talk about financial freedom and economics. So if you guys are joining me here for the very first time, you know, I'd like to invite you to take the 10 episode challenge. Guys, the 10 episode challenge is, is basically where you go back and you listen to the last 10 episodes. Really not complicated to understand at all. And the main reason why I'm, I'm going ahead and I, I'm basically asking you guys to do that is because I think there's so much value for it to be had by listening to the last 10 episodes. There's there's so much information, so much knowledge that I have laid out there, and I think if you just come in and you're just listening to this episode, then I feel like you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. So I really think that you know listening to the last ten episodes is an absolutely wonderful way to get the most out of this show. On top of all that, we talk about a lot of stuff on in this podcast, you know, and I really don't talk about things in a vacuum, whether it's economic news, political news, whether it's investing or trading, I don't talk about stuff in a vacuum. And ultimately, I will reference things that I've talked about in the past. And if you haven't listened to the last 10 episodes, heck, you're not going to know about it. You're not going to know that that's what I did. You're not going to know that I talked about that kind of stuff. And you're going to, you're not going to be in the loop. So if you want to be in the loop and you want to get the most value out of the show, then the best way to do that is to take the 10 episode challenge and, uh, yeah, basically absorb all the knowledge that I have there. So I would challenge you to do that, um, and whatnot. And I, I think that you'll get the most out of the show that way. The second thing I would ask before we really dive into everything is that I wanted to let you guys know that I finally now have a way to take donations. So I've been saying this past couple episodes, it's a very new thing for the show. You know, we've I've never really been able to take donations here before, and now I finally can. So if you guys are in if you guys love this message of financial freedom, if you love what I am doing here, then please consider giving some money to the show so that I can continue to continue you know, produce this content and ultimately just continue to spread this message of financial financial freedom to anyone who will listen in to as many people as I can I can get to listen to me you know you know basically spread this message out there so if you guys like what I'm doing here then consider giving a donation to the show to help support me and you know whatever donation is fine if it's a dollar five dollars 20 bucks whatever you know whatever you're happy to give is it, it w- would make me happy you know the very idea that you guys would be willing to give me a donation and, and you know to donate to the show is is great. It, it means a lot to me. So if you so if you guys love what I'm doing here, consider giving me a donation. And uh, yeah, yeah, I would greatly appreciate it. it. Helps me to continue to come in here to produce this great content for you guys every single week, and it also helps me to promote this message of financial freedom to the rest of the world. So that said, though, what are we going to talk about today? Well, you know, I was actually having a bit of a hard time figuring that out, as I often do. Sometimes I come into the show, I know exactly what I want to talk about, you know, wham, bam, you know, I get it done and and we're good to go. And then sometimes we come into the show and it's like, well, I have a lot of topics that I want to talk about. I'm not really sure exactly what I want to go over and whatnot. So 
And sometimes it's just, it just plays out that way. And, uh, you know, a lot of times this show is, is for the most part, it's almost all improv, you know, I, I don't script it or anything of the sort. I just come in and I just talk about whatever I, whatever is interesting me at the time. You know, perhaps it was a conversation I had in the middle of the week that I thought, you know, had a very good learning lesson there or, or something that, or something interesting that I wanted to say on the topic or, or, or whatnot. And, you know, that's kind of sometimes just how it goes. Well, anyways, this situ- this topic is really not that much different in that sense that I was doing something earlier in the week and it really made me kind of want to talk about it because it is a subject I'm very passionate about. You know, the question is, should you buy silver? Now, I can't give you the answer to that question. I'm not a licensed professional. Here's my disclaimer. I'm not a licensed professional. I'm not a broker. I'm not licensed in you know, to give you advice on your finances. And in reality, I would never do so because I don't know what your finances look like. I don't know what your personal life looks like. I don't know any of that. I can't give you advice on that kind of stuff. So, you know, only you can truly make that best decision. But, you know, if you're interested in buying this kind of stuff, you know, seek, you know, seek financial advice from someone who has a license and that kind of stuff. And there you go. There's the disclaimer out there. I'm not giving you guys advice, but I can tell you personally, what I would do. So if you are, if the question was to come up, should I buy silver? Okay. There are some, there are a lot of, uh, opinions that I have on this, but how this really came up was earlier in the week, I was online, uh, earlier in the week and I was looking at, uh, one of my favorite places to buy silver. And it's a really, it's a really, really great place. And you know what I was doing was they ha- they give you the ability to basically enter in your silver portfolio so that they can track you know, the price of silver on their website and ultimately, you know, give you an idea of how much value you have in your portfolio, which is really cool. All you got to do is you create a free account and whatnot, and you can do this. So I have quite a bit of silver. I've accumulated quite a bit of silver over the years, and I decided that I would go ahead and, uh, and do this. And, you know, as I was on there, I saw this little tiny, you know, little silver coin and the image that was on this coin was one that is also on a book that I've read to my daughter. It's the Guess How Much I Love You book. And it's about this uh, big rabbit, like a big brother or a father, uh, you know, they call it a big hare or whatnot. Uh, you know, this this big rabbit and a little rabbit. And there's a, and the little rabbit says, well, guess how much I love you? I love you this much. And then the big rabbit says, well, I love you this much. And, the, and they're base, he's always one-upping the little rabbit. And it's a really, really cute book. And whatnot. Well, there was a they were selling a silver coin uh, with this, and it was it was actually really really cool. And I decided to buy it from my daughter because you know I thought this was a great gift. I really love silver. I'm really into economics, and when she is old enough, this could spark a really 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 great conversation. You know, so I decided to go ahead and do that, and it just kind of brought up the question when I was doing it, it was just brought up the question overall, what would, what kind of answer would I give someone if they were to ask me about silver, you know, uh, if they wanted to buy silver and stuff. And I have had this question asked before, you know, from, you know, loved ones in my life. And, you know, a lot of times if, if it's a family member, I'll give them the straight answer. You know, if it's a friend, I, I would say, I don't know if I can give you a direct answer, but I'll tell you what I would do type of thing, you know, just because you got to be really careful when you're talking about, you know, giving advice with regards to investments or whatnot, you got to be really careful because in the end, you are giving advice that affects somebody else's financial situation. 
and you don't want to give bad advice because tech, you can be held liable for that advice in the event that you're that the individual you're talking to is stupid enough to go and do you know take an investment or trading position without even doing the necessary work you know behind it the due diligence they just take your advice they go and do it they lose money and then they want to blame you for the bad advice instead of taking responsibility for their own actions. We live in a very litigious society here in America. Uh, this happens all the time. And this is the, the country that we live in today. And but when it, and it happens all the time, right? But, you know, for the most part, you know, when it comes to the, this kind of advice, it's, it's difficult because I want to share my opinions on it, but I got to be very careful about doing that. Well, when it comes with investing or when it comes to investing, I, I wouldn't go off and tell you that I think this is what you personally need to do right? Because I don't really know what your finances are. But I I can tell you what I'm doing and what I would do in those situations. And that's exactly what we're going to do in this episode today. So if you were to come to me and you were to ask me, should I buy silver? My first question would ultimately be, well, why are you interested in buying silver? You know, what is your motivation behind it? What are the emotions driving this decision? Because guys, the whole idea in trading and investing where you take your emotions out of it, that's, that's stupid. Okay. The fact of the matter is that we, every decision we make is because of emotions. You can't take emotions out of it. You wouldn't make decisions without your emotions. You have to have that with you. So you can control your emotions better in order to make uh, healthier and better decisions for you in your life. But in the end, you are going to be utilizing your emotions. So get used to the idea, learn to control those emotions because you can't get rid of them no matter what you want to think. And so it really depends on what the reasoning is. If you were to come and tell me, well, Matthew, I just really, I was thinking about investing in silver because I'm seeing that silver is rising right now, which it is, you know, 2020, it's been rising for a bit. And, you know, I think silver is going to, you know, go higher even. And I kind of just was thinking about, you know, buying it, but, you know, I don't really know if I should. And I also don't really know what I should buy. Okay. That's a very specific question. You know, it's not overly generic. I can tell, give you some advice on that. I can not really, I can give you my opinion on it, right? If you were to come and you were to tell me, well, I'm, I'm afraid of you know inflation. I, I think prices are going to rise generally. I want to secure and try to protect the value of the money that I have earned over time and whatnot. So I just want to, you know, ultimately buy silver for that reason. Okay. All right. Well, uh, great. You know, you know, I can go ahead and give you my opinion on that. Or what if it was the, uh, the question, well, I'm afraid we're going to have an economic calamity, a recession, and I want to try to protect my money in silver. Okay. All right. Well, I got an opinion for that. Of course, I got an opinion for everything. I mean, for, <laughs> there's very few things in life that I don't have an opinion for. But that said, those are the main three questions that I w- that you would hear a lot. And uh, this is how I would answer. For the first question, should you buy so should you invest in silver? Should someone invest in silver? Look, again, if it was me, okay, I can't give you guys personal advice. Uh, and I really wouldn't want to because I don't know your financial situation. But, uh, so I wouldn't be able to give you good advice on that end in the first place. I'd have to do a lot of research. I'd have to see how much money you're making, how much debt you have. I'd have to look at a lot of different things before I actually was to evaluate and give you a good, good advice. I'd have to know where you stand today financially. And that would require a lot of work and you probably wouldn't even be willing to, or even want to, you know, be that open and honest about your finances. Most people aren't. But with that stated though, you know, here's what I would say. If it was me and I was interested in investing in silver, okay, 
I would, there, there's a number of ways in which I might look into doing this. You know, one of the first ways is I could simply just buy silver coins and wait and hold them for years, hoping that they will appreciate in value. But the problem with this is that you could, silver coins are not very liquid. The minute you own them and you have them in your physical possession, you got to eventually find someone to sell them to right? And there's a markup, right? You know, they're, they're going to want to buy it wholesale. They're not going to want to buy it for the actual price of silver. And on top of all that, there's other issues too. If you're interested in investing, there's a lot of other things that go into silver. It's not an easy answer, right? Because so for me, I would, uh, when I was looking into silver, I learned that when you're looking into coins, there's collect, there's collector value that has nothing to do with the silver it underlies, and then there's also the silver value as well. But many coins are worth a lot of money. And it has nothing to do with the fact that they're silver. It has to do with the fact that they're collectible. They have a, a numismatic collectability to them. Maybe they're historical coins. Maybe they're coins that were minted from, from a sovereign mint. And therefore, it's actually considered legal tender for a certain amount of, of, of money in that country. Which, by the way... There are lots of coins. I actually have coins that are like this where they actually are legal tender and it does give you some exposure to those countries and those countries' currencies. But the legal, the amount of money that you can change your exchange your silver into when it comes to the, that currency is, is laughable. It's a paltry sum, even when you just simply consider the price of the value of, of one ounce of silver and the silver content alone, it is laughable, but it adds collector value to it. So therefore it adds more value that way. Let's say silver sitting at $20, but you're going to pay $36 for a particular coin. Well, you're paying that extra value a, because there's a profit margin somewhere in there. And then on top of all that, you also have the fact that it's, 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 collectible to a certain extent. So you're paying a lot more money. But what does this mean? Well, it means that if you were to decide, if I was to decide to do this for the purpose of investing, I would have to hold that silver coin for a very long time, you know, long enough to where people are interested in buying silver to where the silver content alone reaches well over $35 and hoping that the collector value combined with the silver value is well over the price that I purchased it for. Well, you got you might have to hold for a very, very, very long period of time. Okay, so th that's one thing to keep in mind, and it's also to keep in mind that you know if I was to go and sell these coins, I would have to find a seller, and they're not going to want to buy it at retail. So I paid $35. The reason I'd have to wait for silver alone to be above $35, or at least for this coin to be highly collectible for whatever reason, and the value has to be beyond $35, is because if it's $35, no one's going to offer me $35 for the coin, right? They're going to want to buy wholesale. They're not going to want to buy retail. They're not going to buy close to the actual value of the coin. So there's a lot of things to consider, a lot of variables to consider when you're actually looking at buying physical coins. Now, you could buy silver rounds. Silver rounds are minted by non-sovereign mints, you know, non-governmental mints. And a round is really more just... It can be collectible because the mint is a good mint that people like. It could be collectible because the artwork, you know, things of that nature. So you could do that. You could also straight up just buy very generic silver bars. And therefore, the value of that silver bar doesn't really have so much of a collector value from, you know, it, it has more of a value with regards to, you know, just the silver content. And that's one way if you don't want to get exposure to, say, 
collectible coins, numismatic stuff like that, and you don't want to get, you know, into the collectability because the artwork or, or whether it's because of a sovereign mint or, or whatnot, then, you know, you very plain silver bars would is is not a terrible idea. That, that's something that I would possibly do if I was interested in investing in silver, which, by the way, I don't have any silver bars. I've only have uh, silver coins so far. I do intend to buy silver bars in the future, but right now I just haven't really gotten around to it. You know, really, I, I, I love collecting silver coins. They're really fun. You know, it can get kind of addicting. So that, that's the advice I'd give to myself. That's what I would do given the, you know, the question at hand. But here's another thing that I, I would think about. Well, hey, if I'm already going to just invest in silver, do I even want to physically hold silver? That's another question too that I would have to ask myself. And, and the truth is, is I don't know, you know, many people who are just looking to invest don't necessarily want to go and actually, you know, hold physical silver because like I said, there's a lot of complications as to what, what, what hurts its liquidability. So when it comes to investing, if you just want to invest for the purpose of, you know, just making some capital gains, if that was really my, what I want to do, I would consider buying paper silver. So I would either consider buying, you know, uh, ETF. There are ETFs that mirror the price of silver. Some of those ETFs even pay dividends. So I would consider in doing that. And that's really not a terrible, terrible, terrible way to go about it if, if you're not interested in owning physical silver. Now, it's much more liquid, okay? So I would I would have that in my advantage. And when I sell, I'm going to sell, hopefully, there's not a, a massive, um, you know, increase or decrease in the valuations. You know, I'm not going to be selling at wholesale or retail or anything of the sort. You know, that I don't have to worry about that because it's all paper and silver and it's just all on the market. So, and it, it's easy. I don't have to store it in a bank. I don't have to store it in a vault. And I don't have to worry about numismatic uh, collectability and things of that nature. I don't have to worry about any of that. I could just buy paper silver, an ETF. Some, it, it might even pay me a dividend and whatnot. And, and I could totally do that. It will mirror the price of silver itself. This is a, a method I might consider doing if I don't really want to own physical silver. Okay. Now, what are the drawbacks to doing this? Well, the drawback is you don't physically have the coin or the silver itself. And if you wanted to actually obtain physical ownership of the actual coin, you'd have to take your contracts. Okay. If you buy paper silver, uh, I talked about ETFs and stuff. There are future, there are contracts that you can buy that actually tell you and actually say that this is the amount of silver that you possess, right? The contract is a derivative of the underlying content of silver. Therefore, you can buy, you know, uh, documents that say that you own a certain amount of silver. The trouble is, there's a lot of manipulation in this market. And ultimately, you know, there could very well be, and this is something that I have heavily suspected, which is why I, I don't really engage in this kind, or at least I haven't engaged in it yet, but there are uses for it. I mean, if you're just looking for short-term positions, stuff like that, I wouldn't consider that to be a bad idea, but if you're looking to, you know, if I was looking to, to hold it long-term, then I probably wouldn't really go that route. But that said, though, you know, in the event that I wanted to take ownership, the physical ownership, the actual silver that the contract that I own says that I possess... There is the fear that uh, there's a lot more contracts in existence than the silver itself. So that being said, 
you know, there are, there are risks that you are taking. There's risks in everything. You know, if silver was to tank and whatnot, and I was holding paper, paper silver, you know, a contract that's saying I have a certain amount of silver in my, you know, that I own a certain amount of silver. You know, if I was doing that, then I would have an easier time selling the contract itself than actually selling the physical silver. Because I'd have to go, I'd have to sell it. There may be people who don't want it because it's taking such a dive and things of that nature. You may, if it's a physical coin, so you, you may have those kind of problems. So it's just important to keep that in mind. That said, that's the advice that I'd give to myself. That's what I would do, okay? Uh, if I, you know, depending on the, the reason. And this is why, you, you, just answering the first question, there were other questions that had to be asked just to give an answer. It's not an easy question to, to, to give, it's not an easy question to ask, it's not, and there aren't easy answers to give. In the end, okay, there are lots of different answers that I could give, but it largely depends on what you want the silver for. So if I was to say, well, I, I, I'm worried about a recession, all right, and I think I'm going to own silver to protect me, to hedge against the recession that's coming or the economic crash or whatnot. Okay, well, I, you know, if that was me, then, um, you know, asking myself that question, my, I would say, um, no, don't own silver because I would want to own it for completely the wrong reasons. Why? Because silver is not a hedge against recession. It's not a hedge against a, an economic depression. Okay. You need to understand what silver is. Silver is, is a store of value. You can protect, it's more of an insurance policy to protect the value of your money in the event that hyperinflation or any form of inflation or monetary devaluation was to occur. And that's why, and that's one of the most basic, yeah, of course it can be used for investing and trading and things of that nature, naturally, paper, physical, you can use it for those reasons, but the primary reason is largely to hedge against inflation, hedge against monetary devaluation. Okay, that's the primary reason. You wouldn't go off and buy silver for a crash. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go off and buy silver for a crash, and here's why. Because in the event that the market does crash, everything burns. And there are only a few things that don't. If you actually look at a price chart, Right. If you go to the silver, you know, silver and you actually look at the price chart of the silver market, you can and, and you look back far enough, you know, you're looking at like maybe a, a daily or a weekly chart, even a monthly chart. What you will notice is that if you go back to two, the 2000s, the dot com bubble, if you go back to two, if you go maybe not back so far and you go to 2008, the, the financial crisis, the Great Recession, as it's been called. You would, in effect, discover that silver collapsed in value just the same as everything else. Everything burns in a recession. Everything burns in a depression. Everything burns in a market crash, okay? And th that's because consumer demand or investor demand, in this case, dries up. So in this particular situation, if I was to ask myself that question, I, I probably wouldn't. You even saw this in March, okay? I in March of this year, uh you know, February, March, that kind of time frame, there was a crash in the markets and you actually saw silver fall. Now it rallied, you know, shortly thereafter, but it still fell. It still fell like everything else. So 
that's one thing to th- th- to keep in mind if you're interested in buying silver. It depends on why you want to do it. You know, and, and let's go ahead and and cover the last question that I have, and that question is, what if I wanted to buy silver? for the sake of protecting against inflation, for hedging against inflation. Well, you know, if that was the question, then I would basically say, at least for me, yes, that is, I would be more than willing to invest in silver for that purpose as a hedge against inflation, as an insurance policy, if you will. And now as to how much I can't give you an, I can't give you a definitive answer on that because it kind of depends on who you talk to. You know, there are some articles that say you want to have 5% of your net worth in silver, 10%, what have you. There's all different percentages and recommendations, really, it just kind of boils down to, it's all subjective, right? Just like the value of anything is subjective, you know, the question as to how much you should own and whatnot is subjective. Some people actually like to have a certain amount of paper silver because it's liquid and then have a certain amount of physical silver, some in bars, some in coins, some with some numismatic collectability to them and, and so on and so forth. So it kind of just depends on the person. But in the end, yes, if I was wanting to buy silver for the purpose of hedging against inflation, silver is a store of value, like we said just a couple minutes ago, and it is a very, it, it, it's it's a store of value and it's good for that reason. Now, is it a perfect store of value? Is it a perfect hedge against inflation? Does it match inflation perfectly? No, 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 nothing does. You know, kind of like what we said before, you know, you know, just a couple minutes ago, yes, silver is a good store of value. And absolutely, you know, it's it's not a perfect store of value. It doesn't rise 100% with whatever monetary, whatever inflation or monetary evaluation, devaluation that's going on, but it does tend to rise. You do see it historically. It does tend to rise in value with the inflation and, and so on and so forth. But look, I mean, think of it this way, though. Again, if you're looking at a chart, a price chart for silver compared to the U.S. dollar, what you will find is that the the silver was appreciating against the U.S. dollar has been and has been so for quite some time, but in 2008 the financial collapse came in, silver depreciated, it fell in value, and, and in 2009 it bought the market bottomed out and it started to rise and it hit, rose all the way till 2012, but once that happened in 2012. It, 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 it's been, ever since then, it's been tanking. It's been going down over and over and over and over again. And not that long ago, like a couple years ago, silver was only going for like maybe 16, 14 to 16 bucks. And now it's already 22, but it used to be 50, close to $50 an ounce. And then it, 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 it declined once it reached that peak. And once the economy started to appear like it was recovering against it was a fake recovery because it was all through printed money. It wasn't real. But either way, you know, as that stuff continued to happen, as that started to happen, people started selling silver and started going into other assets like stocks and bonds. Because in the end, silver is really largely a fear asset. Okay, if times are good, do you really feel it necessary to buy silver? I don't know about you, but for me, I don't. I, I don't feel it necessary during good times. I still do it because I, I because personally, I believe that there will come a time 
when the U.S. dollar will will inflate beyond what what we've seen so far. And I I believe that there will come a time where the U.S. dollar will in effect die, or at least it will be severely hurt. We might see hyperinflation, something of that nature. And I think that you may actually see this. So I like to own a little bit of silver in order to effectively hedge against that as an holding it as an insurance policy, if you will. And that's what I like to do. And that that's uh, pretty much how I would answer all those questions. You know, largely it just depends on why you want to own silver, but in silver is a good store of value against inflation, against monetary devaluation. And as a result of that, silver can be very, it can be a good tool for that. It, you can totally invest and trade in silver as well, but, um, you know, there are other investments and other th- assets to trade, I mean, that might be more advantageous, that might not be. So really, that's all subjective as well, and you just kind of have to look into that. But yeah, th- th- those are really my answers. If someone was to come to me and ask me, you know, why would anyone want to invest in silver? Two reasons. One, you know, I, well, I mean, for me at least, for me personally, I would be interested in owning silver for two reasons. One reason would be to invest you know, to wait for capital appreciation, you know, capital gains, all that kind of set, all that kind of stuff. The other reason would be as a hedge against inflation, as an insurance policy, okay, to hold a little bit of money, a, 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 a certain amount of money in silver so that if inflation and monetary devaluation did tick up and if prices did start to rise on a very, on a large scale across the board, at least I've got some money that's rising with that you know, that, that event. And some of my money is at least going to be protected a- around that time. And, and that's, those are the two reasons why I would look into owning silver and whatnot. But you know, the, the, the those are my answers. Those, that answer is why you would own silver. Uh, you know, why would anybody, at least why I would own silver. And if I was to own silver, depending on the motivation behind it, how I would go about doing it and what are the pros and cons to all that. So guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You know, it was fun for me to do. I love talking about investing, trading and all that and personal finances, all that kind of stuff. And you know, in the end guys, I mean, it's just, it's just what I love. I, I love trading. I love, you know, personal finances. I love investing. I love it all. It's just, it's, it's it's absolutely wonderful when you're talking about anything with related to money. I love learning as much as I possibly can about it. I love doing all kinds of stuff with it. And yeah, it's just it's just kind of what what I like to do. So if you guys normally listen to my podcast, you know, I tend to do affiliate programs towards the end of the episode, which we are now in. But today I'm only going to do one because in reality, you know, I don't really want to pitch trading and Skillshare, you know, tier one trading Skillshare, like I always do. But there is one that I do want to, that I do want to pitch. And that is money metals exchange. All right, guys, if you're interested in getting started on the silver, if you want to start building your portfolio of silver and whatnot, then go check out money metals exchange guys. This is a referral program. Technically it's not an affiliate program. It is a referral program. Okay. So there's actually no link that I can, that I can give to you that will automatically say that I was the one that sent you. So if you want to support the show and you're interested in buying silver anyways, and you haven't bought from money metals exchange, you know, uh, you know, go check them out. They're a really great place to buy precious metals from, you know, I currently have silver that I've bought from them and they're absolutely amazing. If you do, and if you are a new customer, Okay, it's important to keep this in mind. If you've never ordered from them before, and if you decide to order from them and you mention my name, you will get 
a silver coin as well as I. We'll both get free silver coins and we'll both benefit from it. But again, if you've ordered from any metals exchange before, probably isn't going to work because it's only for new customers, right? So if you've ordered from them before and you go buy them, you'll get your silver, but you're not going to get a free one. And I'm not going to get a free one. So if you are a new customer, if you've never bought from Money Metals Exchange, go check them out. They're a great place to buy money. They do a lot of cool blogs and, and a whole host of stuff. They even have a podcast. That's fun to listen to every now and then. You know, I've actually listened to it before. It's actually a pretty good podcast. I, I, I really enjoy it very, very much so. But if you guys are interested in buying silver, you need a place to go to do that. Then go check out Money Metals Exchange. And uh, yeah, if you're a new customer, we'll both get new coins. And it'll be great. It'll absolutely be awesome. It'll be a great start to your silver portfolio, assuming you don't have one already. And it'll be a really, really great thing to do. So that being said, guys, hey, if you like this episode... Please do me a couple things. First and foremost, I need you to share it. it wh whatever platform you are on, please share the content. Share with anybody that you think is going to like it. I mean, uh, if you like it and you're into it, odds are you know other people that are going to like it too. So please share the show. Please, you know, go ahead and share it with, I always ask people to share it with three people. Share it with one person who's going to love it, one person you're not really sure about, and one person who you think is probably not going to like it very much. Share it with three different people or just share it with anybody. You know, get, get it out there. Maybe just hit the share button on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you know, wherever you are. Maybe hit that share button and just let, other, let everyone else know we're out there. If you're getting value out of it, then hey, don't be selfish. Get it, you know, share it and allow other people to get value out of it as well. So guys, and if you guys are getting value out of it, then please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. Guys, I'm trying to build this podcast into a really, really big, you know, community, a big podcast with lots of people who are listening and whatnot. And I mean, of course, this is the, this is the goal of every podcast, right? Nobody starts a podcast and says, I only want one listener or five. No one does that. Everyone who wants a podcast tries to grow it to be as big as possible. And, and I'm really no different, but there's a there's another reason why I want to grow it because overall there's this overarching message this higher purpose if you will a financial freedom that's incredibly empowering that te that basically teaches people that in the end you control your own future you control your own destiny and all you have to do is make a choice to do it make a choice and start taking action and that's virtually all you have to do and I don't know about you guys, but that whole notion of, you know, financial freedom, taking control of the source of my income, making the choice, start taking those actions, the whole idea of financial freedom in general, I feel is a very empowering message. I really do. I think it, it, it empowers me. It fills me with energy. It makes me very, very, very excited for the future. And it just, it, it gives me something to shoot for, something to hope for, right? And I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about you, but that's how I feel about it. Financial freedom is a beautiful, beautiful message that I think that we all need to be pursuing. And I think that if everybody did, the world would be a significantly better place. Instead of focusing on politics, I think we should all focus on becoming financially free so that we can ultimately not be beholden to anyone. And I, and again, you, you have control over your life. It's your choice. We are the captains of our fight. We are the masters of our soul. It's an incredibly powerful message. And I and if you guys think it is too and you guys agree with me and you love it, then please share the show. 
Okay, share the content. Help me spread this message to as many people as we can get to listen. All right, and if you do that for me, I will I will greatly appreciate it, you know, and I love you guys, each and every one of y'all. But hey, there is, uh, you know, if you guys want direct access to me, please go hit me up on, on Twitter and follow me there. I'm trying to grow my Twitter account into a very large, you know, Twitter account and everything. I'm trying to, to grow my presence there. So please go hit me up there and follow me. But also, guys, if you want direct access to me, another great way and probably the best way to do it is to join my Locals Community group. Guys, Locals Community is a, is a new up-and-coming social media platform, if you've never heard of it. started by Dave Rubin. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's a really, really, really great place. It's totally for free. You don't have to pay me a dime. Uh, I do post my podcast episodes there. I try to post my YouTube videos there as well. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a really, really great place to be. So if you guys are interested in getting access to me, if you guys want to ask me questions, if you guys want to just ultimately join the community of, of individuals that we have there to bounce ideas on how to become financially free, that's ultimately what I want it to become. I want it, uh, the more and more people we get, the better off it's going to be. But what I want it to become is a community community of people who all come together to help each other become financially free. We all believe in this idea of financial freedom, the importance of that, and the importance of self-reliance and things of that nature, and we want to help each other all get to that point. So the idea is to have successful entrepreneurs, successful people who are already financially free in there, as well as people that are that are still on their journey. And right now, I'm still on my journey, so don't feel bad. Don't feel like you can't join, you know. I, you know, you can ask me questions, stuff that I've already had to confront and had to deal with and whatnot. So it's a really, really great place to be. So please go join the locals group if you want access to me. And hey, if you do decide to do that, go ahead and tell me who you are. Tell me your name. Tell me your, 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 your aspirations, you know, po you know, give me a post and a shout out and say, you know, tell me what, what, what you're looking for, you know, you know, what you're interested in, what kind of goals and what, what kind of things you're interested in for, uh, you know, becoming financially free and whatnot, what kind of topics you're passionate about. And go ahead and do that and, and get in part, be part of the conversation. That's it, guys. Uh, last but not least, you know, leave me, uh, if you guys don't mind, one more thing. And again, I promise this is the last one. I ask a lot of you guys, but you guys are absolutely amazing and whatnot. But if you like the content that I'm doing here, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, I am trying to grow this podcast as much as I possibly can, like I mentioned in the past. And one of the best ways to do that is to leave me a rating review so that I can get on the board on the i on Apple Podcasts on iTunes and whatnot, and so that people even know that that I exist and the podcast exists. The more ratings and reviews that we can get, the better off the podcast is going to be. The better off the mess, the more the message will spread, and that's one great way that you guys can support me without any kind of financial money, any any anything of the sort. So, guys, if you're interested and if you love what I'm doing, please consider giving me a a rating review on iTunes. All right, guys. Hey. That said, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for coming here. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys in the next episode. As always, know the risks, plan accordingly, and have a great day.